Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And they killed the shark by shooting barrels. Hmm. They certainly did. They did, they did. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a franchise that overstayed its welcome. But it's also a spoiler. It certainly is, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible, take a breath, and then when the movie comes out, we go and see it and see how close we got to predicting it. It's important to breathe. And it certainly is. We don't do enough of that on this show. Well, actually, if you listen back, Manny D does a lot of breathing. I'm a heavy breather. Yeah. Because I like talking about movies. He gets passionate. You know, You know, in the in the heat of the passion. It's orgasmic. You all, you, yeah. You get all breathy. What are we talking about? We're talking about John Wick, Kieran. Yeah. This week, we're talking about a sequel to a movie that we've covered in the past, John Wick Chapter 4. So, of course, we covered John Wick Chapter 3. Antebellum. They seem to have dropped the subtitles that they just randomly Do you mean added. Parabellum for- is a parabellum. Sorry, parabellum. <laughs> Don't talk about Antebellum. That John was a Wick rule. Antebellum is a very different movie. <laughs> but yeah, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. They've oh. dropped the monikers or the subtitles that they were using last time, and they've just gone back to calling it John Wick Chapter Four. Interestingly enough, about this movie, we've got to get a wriggle on with predicting this one because it's currently in cinemas. So obviously, we record all of these episodes in advance, so it's technically not out yet. But it did have its uh, premiere in the UK on, I believe, the 8th of March, which was only a couple of weeks ago in our time. So, the plot is out there. People are aware of the plot. Apparently, they've lifted the review embargo, but you cannot publicly see this movie. You can't officially go and see this movie in the cinemas until this episode comes out. So, the day this episode comes out, you can go and see the movie straight away. Yes. So, we haven't seen the movie. We haven't seen the movie. There's no way for us to see the movie, but... We could very much cheat and find the plot online, but we rely on an honest system here. We've learnt since Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and both Matty D and I promise we haven't read the real plot, so there's every chance that we won't actually spoil the movie for you, but that's the premise of this whole podcast yeah. anyway. And you can spoil it for yourself as well, if you so please. But if you so please. This was something we found out after we decided to do John Wick. That's right. We shook hands and we said, you know what? We're just going to go in blind. We're not going to look at any information about this movie that might spoil it for us and give us too much information. So, we're going in more or less blind. That's right. That's absolutely right. And I think you'll be able to judge if you read the actual plot or go and see the actual movie today or, you know, over this weekend. You'll probably know that we didn't cheat just because of how inaccurate our plots are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As they typically are anyway. So, what do we know about this movie so far? Well, well, what do you and I know about this movie so far, basically? <laughs> so, pretty much there's about three trailers. There might be more. I've only been able to find oh, I three. saw five. You saw five? Yep, five You trailers. saw five? Okay, I was a little lazy in the trailers here. What I saw in the trailers that I got to watch was that it's pretty much taking place directly after the events of the uh, previous movie, the we third presume, movie. We presume. We don't know that. We presume, yeah. And it looks like John Wick is trying to get his freedom, stop everyone from chasing him. And to do this, he's mm-hmm. going to kill somebody on the high table, taking over Doesn't the Doesn't sound like a good idea. Table. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a good idea. How do I get the high table to stop chasing me? Kill someone from the high table. But I, I think it's, and I guess we can discuss what that means, but I guess it, it is, he's going to replace that member of the high table, mm. maybe, and and then that means he's, you know, off the books as, as somebody who can be killed. Okay. So, it's all about John Wick trying to become free, trying to get, you know, this but wait, so taken if, away from him. Wouldn't the same thing just happen to him if they don't like him? Someone else will just come along and challenge him? That is a very good point. <laughs> so he's maybe. not really safe. He's not. Well, is he ever safe? I guess Maybe not. that's the point of the movie. But I in, guess not. In the movie, we see he goes to Paris. He goes to all sorts of places. He yeah. globe trots a little bit, and everybody's after him, as as, as per is the usual. case with these movies. And there's a lot of car chases, gunfighting, 
punching people in the face. A lot yeah. of old characters come back into the fold. A lot of new characters we can see. Yeah. A lot of action. They're further building and expanding the world of John Wick and the legendary assassin universe, I suppose, that they've created. I wonder if nobody will appear in this movie. I don't think so. Because that's the same universe, They're different right? studios, so I guess you could say it's the same universe if you really wanted to. You know, same director didn't or ghost say, director. Didn't but you say it was the same nope, universe? Mom. Never did. Okay. So, same director, but doesn't mean it's the same universe. But there is a Mr. Nobody in this movie. So, hey, <laughs> it's close enough in my, yeah. in my opinion. So, something I think is important to talk about as well. Both Matty D and I last week, when I said we were doing this show, we both seemed to drag our feet a bit when it came to talking about this movie, because I think you said you specifically weren't looking forward to both talking about and watching this new movie. Yeah. Why is that the case? For me, I'm just kind of over this movie. I, you know, I liked- You haven't f- seen it. No, these series it? of movies, I'm kind of like done with it. Okay. You know, I thought the first movie was great, and then progressively- it's sort of just dragging along and it's really You know, this is the complete opposite seriously. opinion that you had in our actual spoilers episode for John Wick 3. Yeah. You said, I didn't like that first movie at all. And I didn't like the second one either, but the third one I really liked and I thought it was a fun time. Oh, did I say that? Yes, you did. That's, <laughs> those were your exact words. Well, be that as it may. So now you've just flip-flopped and yeah. changed your opinion again. Because in the first time, the first John Wick 4 episode we did when we <laughs> predicted the plot, you said, I really liked the first two movies. Not sure about this third one, though. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, you're going back. You're going back to say, I like the first one. I can't. And as the sequels went on, okay. You just have no clue. You no, have no idea I, what you're I don't, Look, can I be- Because here we go. I am not going to let you mm-hmm. gush over the fucking awful Mortal Kombat last week and then, like, go to a movie that people really like and be like, I don't like this. It's shit. Why? I'm not going to let you do that. Why? Because <laughs> people are going to call you an idiot. I don't, give a, I don't care. They can they can call me whatever they like. I don't remember most about any of these movies, to be honest with you, Kieran. Okay, uh, so you haven't pretty... rewatched any of them. No, you don't remember the plots no, of any of them. They're, they're all pretty forgettable. So for really, me. you don't have a valid opinion. No, not really. And uh, and it, I just I'm not looking forward to it. And I've heard I, that. The I'll lot... tell you what will happen. You'll go and see it. You'll have a good time. <laughs> I love it. And you'll be like, I really like this one. I liked it the best out of all of them because whatever movie I watch at the time is my favorite. Mm-hmm. As always happens with Matty D. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like- And I'll tell you what else will happen. It had, it had moments that dragged, but I really thought it was a fun time. Yeah. And then two weeks later, you'll be I'll like- I'll forget about it. I didn't like that movie. No, I'll forget about it is what will happen. This is very much becoming the Matty D character on this it's, show. It's it's the John Wick movies for me. I forget about them like in a month after They're very much them. popcorn movies. Mm-hmm. They're very much trying to be of substance, which I think works against the movie. So, in trying to be like really deep and having this rich lore, it sort of goes against what that first movie established of having like really brisk plot, really cool action scenes- and just having a fun time. You know, the second and third movie were very much trying to be like, oh, this is a very serious universe and all these actions have consequences and no one really cares about that stuff. No. Just to go back to the to my point as well, I just want to get this out there. These movies aren't fun to predict. No, they do you, aren't. Do you agree with this? Because- Absolutely. I think the reason we were really dragging our feet when we said we were doing this one is because they are not fun to predict yeah. at all. So They're fun to watch. Yes. Let me just say that. We both are in agreement that they are yeah. fun to watch in the moment. They're not fun to think about before the and, fact and, yeah, or after the fact. That, that's the joy of these movies. The joy of these movies, you sit down and you just let the yes. events take place. And it's not a it's not a franchise that you can really sit down and go, oh, I hope this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen. It's just joyless. Yes. And that's what we're doing now. Joyless prediction. Yes. So, don't get us wrong. We both are fans of these movies, like I said, in the moment. We can happily yeah. sit down and watch them with a bucket of popcorn and have a good time. Yeah. For the most part. But- the amount of thought and effort that we have to put in to thinking about these movies and predicting the plot of these movies is painful because they're very difficult movies to predict, as most action movies are, and they're also very difficult convoluted plots to predict as well. So, 
it's never ever been fun to predict a John Wick movie. No. And if this certainly was the case this week for me, I'm sure you were the same. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I've actually written one of the longest plot predictions I've ever done on this show before. I can't believe this. I ca- Why is that? Well, my plot's not long. <laughs> but well, I'm not surprised. I think a lot of this movie is just going to be long action scenes. So uh, I don't. Why are they forcing so much lore in it then? Well, I guess maybe I'm I'm wrong. Maybe, but uh, I don't know. That's what I'm seeing in the trailers. Okay, fair enough. You're not seeing what I'm seeing then. Apparently, so I wrote six pages for this one. That is incredible. How is many that- pages did you write? T- uh, two. <laughs> okay. Is, is this the longest plot you've? Written? No, it's you've not the longest. Pretty one. lengthy one. It's not the longest one. I think the longest one I wrote was eight pages, but I couldn't tell you what that plot was. But yeah, mm-hmm. this one's pretty close. And this is typed pages too, mind you. Right. Not double spaced at all. Single spaced. <laughs> Man, I can't wait. Got to your get word into it. count in, ready to be submitted. You know, I didn't actually do a word count, but yeah, it's long. Six pages. However long six pages is. So let's talk about who's in this movie. Most of these actors are returning as characters they've played before, so we don't really need to go over what they've done in the past. And a lot of these actors have popped up on our show before as well. So returning as the character of John Wick himself is Keanu Reeves. He's back doing John Wick again. He's excellent. Yes. I think the last time we saw him was in Bill and Ted. It was, yeah. So it's good to see him back with a beard again. He's been in a few of our movies, right? He's been in SpongeBob. Yeah, he was. Sponge on the Run. Mm-hmm. John Wick, Chapter 3, of course. <laughs> so next up, playing the new character of Kane, not to be confused with Michael Kane, is Donnie Yen. Now, he's probably best known for his series, Ip Man, is that right? Or is it IP Man? Intellectual know. Property Man. I think it's Ip Man, which is like a series of kung fu movies. Cool. And he was also the blind uh, the blind warrior, I suppose you'd call him, in Rogue One, if you remember that. Oh, the not, yeah, not yeah, Jedi. Yeah, yeah, the not Jedi, yeah. <laughs> so, they, they're the Guardians of the Wills, which is sort of like the practice that the Jedi follow, but these characters weren't Jedi. Well, this one specific character. I don't remember the character's name from Rogue One. I just remember he was blind. What's funny is he's blind in this yeah, movie, too. Yeah, I was going to say, he's blind in this movie, too. I guess they really like him as a blind man. Oh, he's like, not blind he in real it. life. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. It's, it's, a cool, it's a cool idea, right? And blind assassin. Yeah. It's almost like we've seen it done before. (laughs) So next up playing the new character of Marquis Vincent de Gramont is Bill Skarsgård, who of course everybody knows best as Pennywise from the new It movies. Would we know him from anything else? No. (laughs) That's that's the big movie he did. Yeah. Next up returning as Matty D's favourite character of the Bowery King is Lawrence Fishbourne. (laughs) He looks so excited to me. God. He's here, but he can't be in the Matrix movie. No. They didn't ask him to be in The Matrix. Yeah. I bet they asked him to be in this. Because everyone loves The Bowery King. Everyone's favourite character is The Bowery King. Not me. So, if you if you'd listened back to our actual spoilers episode of John Wick Chapter 3, Matty D just shat all over Lawrence Fishburne. He said he was the most annoying character in the he movie. Is. And he hates him. Judging from the trailer, I don't think The Bowery King's going to be in this movie very much. No. He wasn't in that third movie very much either, but he, I guess he left enough of an impression <laughs> to really annoy Matty D. But we haven't seen Lawrence Fishburne since we talked about John Wick Chapter 3, so... At least it's good to see a familiar face. Yeah, he's a good actor. I love him in a lot of things, but not this. Well, fair enough. Might be different. Might be different. Fair enough. Fourth time's a charm. So next up, playing the character of Shimazu Koji is Hiroyuki Sanada. Now, Matty Dean, when was the last time we saw Hiroyuki Sanada in a movie? No idea, Karen. (laughs) Now, cast your mind back a week when he played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Hey, great movie. (laughs) 
Yeah, great movie, amazing. So it's actually good to see him in a decent movie for once. He's also in another movie that we've covered in the past, which we'll talk about in the future. Now, next up playing the character of Mr. Nobody is Shamia Anderson. The tracker, right? Uh, He's also known as the tracker, but, you know, he's got two names on um, IMDb. So Mm. I'm just going to call him Mr. Nobody because (laughs) it's a better name than the tracker. (laughs) That's what I've known. Okay, fair enough. I've sort of mentioned him in my notes as the tracker, but Mr. Nobody, the tracker. All right, so nobody out there can get confused now. <laughs> so I've never heard of Shamia Anderson in my life. No, me neither. Have you? Okay, fair enough. Sorry, Shamia. Next up, playing the character of Charon is Lance Reddick. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, less than 24 hours ago, Lance Reddick died. Really? So this will be one of the last movies he ever appears in. Oh, wow. That's you didn't sad. hear that at all? No. Didn't happen that long ago, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. At least three people contacted me to let me know. Oh, really? I was just like, thanks, I did hear. <laughs> And, and yeah, he's the concierge of the hotel. Yes, I think that was pretty obvious. Well, maybe not. Maybe this is your first John Wick movie. Well, he, he's pretty big in these. He's like a big presence in these movies. Yeah. Next up, playing the character of Akira, who is Koji's daughter, is Rina Sawayama. Now, she's a British singer-songwriter. She's never actually been in a movie before, so this is her very first time on screen. Mm. It seems like she might take over the concierge role, maybe. That's what they're- That's a big presumption. Could be. Concierge role for what? For the hotel. What hotel? What are you doing? Oh, wait. About? No, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Let's, let's <laughs> <Okay>. move on. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, in Maddie D's universe, now playing the character of Killer, that's K I L L A, is Scott Adkins, who I've always called the king of straight to DVD movies. Because <laughs> he does so many straight to DVD action movies. He did actually a couple of really good Universal Soldier movies that I watched. I really enjoyed him in those. But if you're looking for his sort of more mainstream movie appearances, he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine. He was also in Doctor Strange and he was in Expendables 2 where he died. Spoilers for that movie. Do you know Scott Atkins from anything, Matty D? Nope. I haven't watched enough uh, straight to DVD movies. Guess not. Now, the last person I wanted to talk about, but certainly not least, returning as the character of Winston Scott is Ian McShane, who we've talked about several times on this show. One of my favorite actors of all time. And yeah, he's going to be back doing his same old shtick in this movie. So, without any further ado, let's dive straight into our plot predictions. Let's go. Matty D, it seems like you've got a short one. Did you want to get it out of the way yeah. first? I'm also really excited well, to see what you have. I was going to ask you because did we want the long one out of the way first or the short one? Let's do the short one first. All right, let's do it. Long let's one at this. the end. You can just relax and not have to worry about yours anymore. Let's go. Let me get my sheets out, Kieran. Get, my like, two pages. <laughs> you've got like so, two and a half paragraphs. So, this so, is going to be a short movie. Here we go. I want I want to lift the veil a little bit here, Kieran. Okay. Um, I put no effort into this. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that exactly, but what happened to me is I recently- ca- uh, A very close friend of mine had a wedding. I had a big, big weekend. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank, congratulations to him and her. And I also had a show that just wrapped up. So I didn't have a lot of time to do this plot. And pretty much I ended up writing a lot of this, watching the trailers and sort That's of- That's your excuse this week. What's your excuse every other week? Figuring out- fi- Shut up. Figuring out what, what's going to happen. And I did this in a very short window of time. So if you thought Maddie D's plots were uh, disorganized and mm. ill thought out before- yeah. Boy, just you wait okay. till you hear my John Wick 4 plot. In hearing the cast list, I've We're already- We're going to have totally different plots. <laughs> I've already realized I'm wrong, but okay. we got to put our foot down. we got to commit. Let's do this. When I wrote this, I was confident. Okay. I was confident when I wrote this. Okay. The confidence is sort of slipping. I'm but so excited. This is kind of a throwback to our old school days, I yeah. feel. Maybe, maybe it's good for me to go back to my roots a little bit. You did a pretty good job with predicting the third movie, I've got to say. Much better than I did. You got almost double my points that time. Sick. Would you be able to bring that same effort into this one? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. My John Wick movie is going to start directly after the last okay, movie. Okay, so this- John Wick's really injured. He's in a shopping trolley. The Barry King has been sliced up with a sword. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're starting with that. 
Yep. Is that okay. what happened at the end of the movie? Yes. <laughs> well, they're all better now. How did that happen straight after the last movie? Yeah, because they got went back to their Bowery Tower thing. They went back to their subway area and they uh, had medics on what, hand. They went into a Bacta tank and then just healed in tw- a couple of hours? Yeah, they, they got patched up. Sure, okay. So, you're already wrong is what, what I'm happened. hearing. So, he's with the Bowery King and okay. they go back and they've got doctors and they, they stitched each other up. That's how, okay. I'm, that's how I'm writing my way out of this plot. Uh, By the way, maybe Paul, he's written his plot on a hamburger wrapper. It's a yellow sheet of paper, Kieran. Because <laughs> it's easy for the eyes. John and the Bowery King are together in Bowery King's like underground subway area that I saw mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yep. Everybody's A-OK, everybody. Okay, They're all sure. healed up. Bowery King. <laughs> I feel like this is like a sort of a school presentation. Yes. The Bowery King and John Wick want to take down. <laughs> Take down the high table together. So, Matthew, can we hear your school report, please? <laughs> please continue. Can I have an extension on my school report? No. So the Bowery, the Bowery King uh, is going to be is going to act as a sponsor for John Wick. They're going to work together. Oh, cars. I read that as well. Yeah, I read that in the Wikipedia page. Okay. Yeah, thank God. So they they want to take down the Bowery King, not the Bowery King. The ba- they want to take down the high table together. So John Wick has to wear Bowery King branded <laughs> clothes. <laughs> is his sponsor? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So they want to take down the high table together. Okay, so that means that uh, the Barry King is going to do an equal amount of effort as John Wick. Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty much going to be a John Wick effort. But yes, yeah, of course. But uh, but it's in both of their best interests. Now, one of the Barry King's like men, you know. Oh, the TikTok man. Yeah. <laughs> no, just one of their like guys comes up and says the assassins are coming for John Wick. Oh, as per usual. Yeah, of course. Wasn't he declared dead at the end of the last movie? How well, would they know he's still alive? Was he? Yes. Okay, well, word gets around. Anyway. What? <laughs> that he's in hiding. Did one of the Bowery King's men just go and blab on him? Yep, they, sti- they stooged on him. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the Bowery King gives John Wick a suit and a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I remembered the events of the last yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's really obvious. I remember, I remember I was like, I'm pretty sure he just ended up with the Bowery King and they just left it uh, open. But he was left for dead. That's right. So Winston shot him. He fell off a roof. He was collected by the TikTok man and brought to the Bowery King, who we presumed had been killed as well. So both the Bowery King and John Wick are presumed to be dead. So therefore, they don't have any sort of stigma hanging over them anymore. Well, they're alive now. Anyway, John Wick- John they Wick, declare war on the high table. Yeah, they're going to declare war on the high table. So John Wick enters an uh, impressive action scene uh, yep. where these like assassins Can you please give me some more details? For them. It's going to happen in the subway area. and Subway gonna, area? Yeah, 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 yeah. So where the Barry King's hideout is. This is just to get an action scene early on okay. in the movie. So assassins raid the Barry King's headquarters. Mm-hmm. And, and it ha- have an action scene and there. And it means John Wick has to like kind of escape. Now, I think this is where we're going to be introduced to the tracker at this point. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be tailing- AKA Mr. Nobody. J- AKA Mr. Nobody, because he's going to be tailing John Wick for the whole run of this movie. Okay. And he's going to- Because he's just like, there's a hit out on John Wick. Okay. So, it's just one of those still following on from the last movie. Mm-hmm. Still following on from this last movie. He's going to be like a guy that always gets his man kind of thing, an assassin that always gets his man. Really uh, high up So, he's not the- a bounty hunter in your movie? Oh, he's a bounty hunter, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you changing your mind on the spot? Yeah. So, he's no. an assassin or is he a bounty hunter? Well, I mean- Tomato, both. tomato, tomato, right? No, they're two completely different professions. He's an assassin bounty hunter. He's a bounty hunter for assassins. He's, he's a bounty killer. Yeah. There you go, to use a spaghetti western term. <laughs> yeah, this guy's going to be like the strong silent type. He's not going to have a lot of dialogue, okay. but he's going to be relentless in his pursuit of John Wick. Sounds familiar? Sounds very familiar. And John Wick will escape by the skin of his teeth. Yep, sure. 
Now, John Wick will go to the Continental, the hotel. Mm-hmm. In New York, of course. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget there's at least three Continentals in this universe now. Absolutely. We'll meet his old friend, everybody who's there, the concierge, and then eventually Aww. meet up with uh, Ian McShane as well. And they will backpedal on a lot of what happens. Because they, they had like a, a biff in the last movie, didn't they? No. Okay. Well, then it's all G then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Winston did shoot John Wick and mm-hmm. he fell off a roof, but that was just to, you know, create a, a cover for him. Yeah, that's right. That's- oh, that's right. You remember that, do you? Yeah. Uh, well, I remember <laughs> I he really shot believe him. you. I remember he shot him, but uh, I remember something happened between them, but I, I didn't remember what. So he got shot. Okay. <laughs> wow. This is going great. <laughs> so what will happen is Ian McShane will tell him about- Sorry uh, about shooting you, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll tell him about the marquee. And, and okay. sort of give him this plan of being like, look, this is the guy who's a member of the high table. Okay. He's disliked. He's a member of the high table, but he's disliked by everybody. Okay. High table. It's like the Kieran character. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you kill him, because he's sort of like the high table can't kill each other. That's just going to be a rule I throw out there. So, if you kill him, everyone will be happy and also it'll like give you your freedom because you'll be essentially a member of the high table. And be untouchable. And be untouchable. Fair enough. That's right. That's right. And he's, he's doing kind of Ian McShane a favor because everyone doesn't like this guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Why don't they like him? Is he just like the guy with the really shitty jokes, who's like really <laughs> annoying to talk to at parties? He's like the party loser. When you get stuck with him, you're like desperately looking around. Yeah, just like, hey, uh, I'm going to go oh, over here. We'd fight him. I'm going to go here. No, the reason that they don't, and I'll go into it a little later, but the reason they don't like him is because he's kind of like, he's very he's very power hungry. He's very egotistical. And he's very kind of, he flies off the handle a lot. Okay. So, he's, he's one of those guys that will- um, He's obnoxious. Yeah, he's, he's obnoxious, but he's kind of like, not Joker-esque, but he's kind of one of those characters that we see in movies a lot that just flies off the handle. Like, you'll have be having a business meeting and he'll come up and he'll just stab somebody because he's got a rage. Okay. Think of- um, uh, the the main character or the main villain in Nobody in a similar in a similar vein. Okay. You know the guy who was like very affable, very fine, and then all of a sudden he just comes up and just kills people. Was his and- name Julian? Something like that. Yeah, can't remember the character's name, but very very similar vibe. That's why okay. everyone he, he's un- sort of like General Orlov in Octopussy. Sure, <laughs> he's very unpredictable. That's why yeah. he's not liked, and they they can't rely on him because so General just- Orlov in Octopussy is like the one Russian sort of minister who's trying to start World War Three when everyone else is just like, well, we're not interested in doing that. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's always yeah. flying off the handle and being nuts. So same vibe, he's played by Stephen Burkov, who always plays one of those kind of characters. He was the bad guy in Rambo Two. Sick. Just a bit of a tangent there, Sick. Stephen Burkov tangent. Anyway, Sick. anyway, so Ian McShane will tell him that what he needs to do is challenge the marquee, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like an old school duel situation okay. pistols at dawn as it were yes um and once he does that he'll be a free man cool so, if he wins if he wins the marquee right. could be an excellent shot it's kind of his only out they think i mean john wick should just choose the banjo instead of the gun <laughs> hey, hey. a very nice reference to anybody who played monkey island three <laughs> all five of you now nah, that was a popular game anyway so during this scene we're going to get a flashback where we're or not a flashback but we're going to see a scene where Mar- we see marquis um and he's going to be shown as ruthless he's going to be at a yeah. fancy fancy dinner fancy restaurant and the waiter's going to get something wrong and he's going to glass him <laughs> in the face so that is what we see how why we see he's such a such a joke. Um, There's anyway. a pot prediction written all over my burger wrapper. What's going on here? <laughs> Glass. So the Marquis in Paris. So that's where John Wick will have to go. Um, he's going to go to a church where he's going to meet an old contact called Kane. Both these men will not fight each other in the church because they're good dudes. They'll it's be like Highlander. <laughs> exactly like Highlander. There'll be there'll be some dialogue about death. <laughs> oh man, what's up? Kane's daughter is in this movie, correct? No. No. Kane does not have a daughter. Who's the person that has a daughter in the movie? Koji. Okay, cool. There's a daughter called Akira. Well, Kane does have a daughter. 
but okay. the daughter was killed. Oh, okay. So it's gonna it's kind of gonna be like a parallel thing. John Wick's wife is dead. Kane's Kane's daughter's daughter's dead. dead. Okay. He has, and I saw this in the trailer. He has like a pocket watch. He had a cat that died. <laughs> yeah, he has a pocket watch with a with a girl's photo in it. So I'm yeah. going to assume that's the daughter. That's a good guess. And so they both talk about. Don't like, know what it's. He can't read the time because he's blind. He also can't see the picture. <laughs> so it's just good to hold, I guess. That's a memento, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, something close to him. He had it before he, when he, when he had sight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not having a go. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Kind of useless in both counts for him. Sentimental. He loses yeah. the photo and can never tell. Yeah. It's like that scene in Dumb and Dumber where the parrot is. Anyway, let's. <laughs> We're getting way off the rails here. Boy, this is that. Uh, yeah, this is something else. I'm just trying to beef out your two paragraphs. So, so John Wick actually helped Kane find find he, the assassin of his daughter. His daughter was killed by an wow. assassin. Okay. John Wick helped him. So there's kind of like this respect and love for for each other. And they and so Kane sort of sees John Wick as a blood brother. Now Kane has links to the high table. Okay, go with me. It's a bit of a reach. So he's his in. So yeah. So the in the trailer they say John Wick can get access to the Marquee and get access to the high table because of his family roots. And when I watched okay. the trailer, I was like, what? What family roots? So I think I think Kieran that because Ka- he helped Kane. They became blood brothers in the assassin world. Okay. That's his quote unquote family. Sure. And that's okay. his link to the high table. Okay. You're looking at me like I've missed something and I'm wrong. You certainly but, have. Uh, but we're going with it. Anyway, so this is this is how he beca- gets to meet to the members of the high table and he uh, gets an audience with the marquee. Kane kind of agrees to this, but also lets John Wick know that because there's an infamous hit out on him, that once they're outside of this, he will have no choice but to. Oh, you jerk. (laughs) Kill John Wick as well. You're trying to help me out and kill me at the same time. So he's like, I'll do this favor for you. This is us. You know, this is, um, you know, we're we're even now. Yeah. Okay. But once this is, once we leave this church, I'm going to have to kill you. Nothing personal, but there's a bounty on you. So John Wick meets with the Marquis, announces that he was going to be challenging the Marquis' seat, and some old guy comes in and brings some out the two, uh, the two pistols. So he has to shoot the Marquis with the pistol. Okay. That's part of the rule. So it's kind of like a plan. Where's this happening, by the way? This is all happening in Paris. They go to that big place that overviews the uh, Eiffel Tower. Not Yeah, the Eiffel Tower. It uh, overviews the Eiffel Tower. So you can actually see the Eiffel Tower in the background. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's, it's sort of like a trailer. plateau with the Eiffel Tower visible in the it's, distance. It's like, yeah, it's like this huge uh, elaborate room. Okay. Yeah, it's we see it in the trailers. As night hits in Paris, John Wick prepares for the murder. He's going to go after the Marquis. And- What does he do to prepare? He gets his guns. Okay. Puts them in his holsters. Just gets prepared. And he knows people are going to be out for him too because- the Marquis is going to be sending people. And to where's kill this him. happening, by the way? This is in Paris. He's just like, no, gone where back. in Paris? I understand it's in Paris, but where? Is <laughs> he's it? found like I'm so- desperately trying to give you points in the future. <laughs> he's found like an apartment that he's staying in. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a radio host that will give out sort of like Warriors style. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much Warriors. Style. Nowhere to run, baby. That will give an announcement to Nowhere John to- Wick. Hey, all you buppers out there. <laughs> to tell him this was song for John Wick. To tell him, yeah, that uh, you know, be prepared, John Wick. We're after you. And she'll play some cool music as well. Yep. And then this is where the movie's going to take off to be like a non-stop action movie from here on out. Oh, exciting. So this is my one, two, skip a few <laughs> section yeah. of the plot. So the rest of the movie will be, yeah, an action scene. Uh, there's going to be a fight in a nightclub. We're going to have a okay. uh, spectacular vehicle chase okay. in the streets of Paris where John Wick will do a lot of drifting. John Wick will do the thing where he- <laughs> Tokyo drift all of yep, a sudden. He will, he will uh, you know, run out of bullets in his gun. He'll throw the gun at the person and then attack them, use that as a, you know- a distraction and so punch when you them. said at the start that this was going to be like a globe trotting movie, how come we were only in two locations? 
Uh, they go to somewhere else later. Oh, later. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait till we get to that point in your plot. <laughs> yep. I'm just going off what was, uh, you know, in the trailer. It doesn't mean my okay. plot has to be globetrotting, Kieran. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but you're contradicting yourself here. <laughs> so Kane will have a spectacular fight scene with John Wick. Kano. Yeah. Remember, remember, he's blind as well. So yep. that'll be really cool. He's running like into Daredevil-esque. walls. He trips uh, over stuff. They're going to be evenly matched. The tracker will fight. will be, uh, you know, on John Wick's tail the entire time. And they're going to have a few fight scenes. Mm-hmm. There'll be a point where John Wick is brought into an unrelated, like, underworld crime figure. He gets brought, like, he gets captured and gets taken to this, like, gangster. Okay. And what's his name? Asian gangster. I don't know, but I saw him in the trailer. I think he might, <laughs> okay. be, the, he might be the German guy that we mentioned before. Um, and he wants I don't to- remember mentioning any German people. Wasn't there a German guy? There is, but I didn't mention them. Maybe it's him then. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, just some- uh, oh, some, some look at these half points flying <laughs> at me. <laughs> just some underground crime figure. Yeah, sure. Kieran. Kieran, I could be so on the money here and you're going to look so silly <laughs> yeah. with how negative you're being to my yep. great John Wick plot. Anyway, he wants to kill the Baba Yaga, of course. He wants to go down in infamy as the man who killed John Wick. Um, sure. So, in this whole altercation, Mr. Nobody's going to be in the room with them. So, they're going to capture John Wick. They're going to capture Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. They all want to kill each other. And that this scene is what's going to lead into the vehicle chase. Okay, yeah. So he's going to beat them up, get in cars, drive off. That's where my note ends. So now I'm going to start riffing. This is now I'm going to start riffing. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm so excited. So here we go. This is where Manny D really shines. (laughs) Right. So obviously the track is going to have to die. Yep. John Wick will kill him by pushing him off a bridge. Okay. There we go. There we go. Kicks him off a bridge. Kicks him. Actually, you know what? Kicks him out a window. The the car will veer off the bridge when in the car chase. Sure. That dies. I think um, uh, Kane and John Wick are going to have a spectacular fight scene. Yep. But he's not going to kill Kane. Instead, he's just going to get the best of him and Kane's going to let him go. Sure. Now, John Wick will actually manage to track down the Marquis in his sort of area that we saw in the trailer, like his sort of palace, his palace area. Yeah, his mansion. He's going to take down all the guards that the Marquis is throwing at him and finally come face to face with the Marquis. And the Marquis, to stop John Wick killing him, he's going to say, I know information about your wife. Not all is how it seems, because we're going to rip off something from Kieran's blood. (laughs) Because I didn't do that this time. I've changed my mind. <laughs> you changed your yeah. mind. So the Marquis is going to allude to the fact that his wife was assassinated. Um, yeah. Rather I said than just slowly. Yeah. Which is a, you know, it's something people have thought. Maybe they're going in that direction. But, and I know it's something you thought as well. Yep. So he's going to be like, you know, that that's what he's going to allude to. And he's going to sort of say, you know, the answers lie uh, in, in the next movie. In the in the next movie. So, uh, so the I, contract I the saw sequel. I saw there was an area that would like they John Wick goes to a desert area and I don't know where he is. Um, I do. I'm gonna say it is Egypt. Oh wow! Okay, you're okay, going on a limb here. Um, so that's where that's where Marquis said your answers lie here, and I think uh, like us as an audience are going to think, oh, he's going to find the assassin. So this is where John Wick goes. He tr- he's going to kill the mar. No, yes, he's going to kill the Marquis, but. But 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 follow follow in the me. desert. No no no. He's going to kill the marquee in this in his okay. house there. Okay. But yep. he's not going to. So there's no duel at dawn. No. They both have eat. They both have the guns. So they both have uh, the pistols. The pistols. Yeah. So they took the pistols. So from the quote old guy. Yep. From the old guy. That's right. So, and 
I said just I said, went on a journey. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah, pistols. Yeah, yeah. So, so to sort of to sort of recap, they both got each pistol, right? Yep. And they were like, okay, the rules are: you, Kieran, have got to kill me. I've got to kill you, but we have to do it with the pistols. And it's sort of a callback to the pistols at dawn, but they're not actually what? meeting. <laughs> okay, they're not actually meeting. I just have to kill you with the pistol. You have they're to. They're not going to stand back to back and walk ten paces. No, no they're not going to. Okay, do that. they're not going to do that. But you have to kill it with your with your pistol. So they're now, just running all around the world chasing each other with pistols, like flintlock pistols. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. But they're they're not using the pistol because the pistol has to, has one bullet and has to be the killing shot. Ah, so that sort Jack of Sparrow. that yes, exactly. That sort of leads to the tension. So in the process of this fight, it's going to be very, very tense. The Marquis is going to use his la- his bullet and miss. No. Oh. And John Wick will do the same. John Wick will end up killing the Marquis because he's just a scumbag. But because he didn't kill him with the bullet, it yeah. doesn't count. So John oh, Wick okay. is not a free man. Technicality, exactly. Okay. But now he's got this lead that he's going to go over and find out what happens to his wife. He's going to go over to the desert. Maybe some people attack him over there because, you know, they're out for him. Yeah, and we saw it in the trailer. And we saw it in the trailer. And he's going to meet a mysterious figure. It's all robed up. He thinks it's the assassin, takes takes off like, you know, everything. You have no idea who this character is, do you? And it's his wife. Wow. And that's where we're going to end the movie. Okay, you clearly had no idea who that character was because he was in the last movie. Nope. He was an important character in the last movie and we talked at length about him. I didn't I didn't see the figure properly. I did. Did you? Yep. And I knew I, exactly who he was because I, I did my research. I paused, the, I paused the trailer and I was like, who is that? Could it's be his, anyone. It's his wife. It's his wife. Oh, How'd I do? Oh, we don't know. How would I know? How we, we don't. Yeah. You could be exactly on the money. I, I know that you're be. not, but we could. you could be exactly on the money with so this one. Hopefully that didn't go too long because I think you've got a, a lot here. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the, the audience can decide for themselves, but yeah, you pulled some interesting stuff out there. I can't believe we have almost 100% different plots. I Great. think we maybe like you said, a sentence that's sort of similar to something <laughs> that happened in my plot. I believe that the movie is going to start with a cold open and it's taking place several months after the previous movie. So, where you said it takes up immediately after the first movie, I don't think that's possible at all because both the Bowery King and John Wick were incredibly injured at the end of that movie. So, they're going to need a couple of months at least to uh, to recover and recuperate, as is sensible. Of course. And so, in this cold open, we see an underground gym with John punching a pole as training. Now, I am so tired of seeing this in movies. We saw this in Shang-Chi. We saw this in Creed Three. Punching a, a solid object does not make you stronger. It breaks all the bones in your hands and makes you a worse fighter. But it makes you look like a badass. I know it makes you look like a badass, but that's it does nothing. Here. <laughs> that's what is important. So he's pole punching like mad because he's just a general pole puncher. Pole puncher? That's a lie. I am not a pole puncher. Uh, well, according to her, you are. It's true. Ow! <laughs> pole puncher! <laughs> his, his fist is just like jelly now. And the Barry King enters, holding up John's suit, and asks if he's ready. Both John Wick and the Barry King have declared war on the high table, as we know from the last movie, and have decided to start at the very top. So, as usual, John leaves his dog behind to be out of the way for 90% of the movie, so he's going to take it to the uh, Continental again and say, Charon, sorry to see you go, buddy, but um, before you do, can you please look after my dog? Sorry to see you go. Yeah. (laughs) They probably will have a scene like that in the movie. They haven't got time. They have not got time. Since he died a uh, couple of... The movie's already out, Matty D. Yeah. And he died less than 24 hours ago. So, what are they going to do? Yeah, fair. So, leave the dog at the hotel. Yeah. So, he can be out of the way for 90% of the movie, just like in the last one. Because I, I stupidly predicted last time that the dog would die. But I was wrong. I'm not going to make the same mistake again. So, we cut to the deserts of Morocco. We see John chasing several men on horseback and he's taking shots at them. Once all the men on horseback are dead, John confronts the man above the high table, also known as the Elder. 
who we saw in the last movie. He had to cut off his finger as a sign of loyalty. Right. So he was trying to be banished as an assassin to get the get you know get the hit taken off him. But turns out that wasn't the case because the adjudicator, who was the villain of the last movie, was just like, nope. He did his crime. He should pay the the time. He should pay for it with his life. And kept pursuing John. And so Johnny's back for revenge. So the elder tells John that the only way he'll have peace is in death. John, that is. He goes, you know, you're an angry man. You're constantly looking for peace. You know, you want this this war to end. But the only place you'll find peace is in death. And John says, yeah, not really. And shoots the elder in the head. Now, word of the elder's death gets back to the high table. And here we're introduced to our villain, Marquis Vincent de Gramont. The high table are shocked to learn that John Wick is still alive. But Vincent knows that there's only one man responsible for him still being alive. And of course, that person is Winston. We cut to the New York Continental, where we see the Harbinger, who's played by Clancy Brown. He was just like, this seems very familiar to Highlander to me. I might as well get in on this action. <laughs> he had no idea that was Clancy Brown in the trailer. No. He's the old man ah, with the beard. Oh, that was- And the uh, character's called Clancy the Harbinger. Brown. Cool. So he enters the Continental and presents a sealed envelope to the concierge, Charon. Charon hands the letter to the manager, Winston, who nervously opens it. What's in this letter? We'll find out a little later. An explosion. <laughs> We cut to Japan, where John has arrived to lay low after killing, of course, the Elder. At the Osaka branch of the Continental, he meets up with the manager Koji, who is an ally of John. So, obviously, he's friends with Winston. All of these managers sort of know each other. So, Winston's going to be like, hey, I've got my buddy John coming over to lie low. Can you look after him? We're also introduced to Koji's daughter, Akira, who is a badass assassin herself. She wears a lot of leather. All the men in the audience have a great time having a perv. (laughs) Koji has agreed to keep John safe for the time being in exchange for John's protection. So the Osaka Continental, shouldn't it be called the Oriental? Guess not. (laughs) Is hosting an event and Koji believes he's been targeted for assassination. John agrees that the best way to protect themselves is to protect each other. Makes sense so far? It makes total sense. So in the evening, we see that the event is celebrating ancient Japanese culture with a full display of samurai armor and swords. Hope they use it. They certainly will. Yeah. Koji enters flanked by men. Akira and John wait in the wings, keeping an eye out for any trouble. The event appears to be going smoothly until the blind assassin Kane reveals himself. Kane was formerly a friend of John's from back in the old days, so John knows how dangerous he really is. Suddenly, all chaos breaks loose as Kane attacks Koji, and the building is set upon by well-armed thugs. Akira attacks the thugs with a bow and arrow, and she and John fight their way inside the building. I like that she was a huge character in your plot. Yeah. We didn't have time. <laughs> sure. We didn't have time for all the characters in my plot. Koji and Kane fight with samurai swords that they grab off the display, you know, cases. And Koji is saved by John, who comes in wielding a gun. John and Kane fight each other with a gun slash sword combo, and Kane reveals that he was trying to draw John out. So he's just like, Koji was never the target. I was just trying to get to you, and look, you fell straight into my trap. But John manages to get the better of Kane, who slips away unharmed. John takes out the last of Kane's men with a tonfa before escaping into the night. Now, just to explain what a tonfa is to anybody who's not familiar, it's sort of like a Japanese, old-fashioned Japanese weapon where it's sort of like a nightstick, but you sort of spin it around instead of just whacking people. You spin it up and down, sort of like a nunchuck. Cool. So it's like a nightstick with a handle, basically. So obviously, John returns to New York at this point. So back in New York, John meets up with Winston in a graveyard. Winston explains that the high table accused him of helping John again and have removed him from the Continental yet again, just like in the previous (laughs) movie. Winston is now ready to make a move against the high table and tells John to challenge the Marquis Vincent for his position at the high table. So you're creating like a sort of rebel faction almost. That's right. Against the high table. That's right. So John says that he has no interest in sitting at the table, but Winston says, but your family does. So Winston is aware that John has an adopted sister from back in his orphanage days 
and if he steps away from the high table, she can replace him as his successor. Was this in one of the trailers I yes. did not watch? So this they spelled this out, did they? Well, they showed her in the trailer, and it was also in the IMDb cast list. Okay. John and Winston take a private subway train, just like in Men in Black International. <laughs> you know, this belongs to the Bowery King because, you know, he can do all of this stuff. And they take this train to the Bowery King himself, and there John suits up for action. Hopefully they give him back that bulletproof suit that he had in the second movie. So the Barry King hands John a gun before John and Winston set off to France together. In Paris, John visits a cathedral where he takes a moment to pay his respects to his dead wife. The assassin Kane approaches John, and since fighting is forbidden in churches, the two chat instead. He says, Happy Halloween, ladies. <laughs> Kane is not sure why John is still holding on to the memory of his wife after all these years, but promises John that he'll be with her again soon. Kane leaves quietly, and John meets up with his never-before-mentioned adopted sister, Katya. Very convenient. <laughs> it is incredibly convenient. It's just like, as soon as we need John to have another family member, look, oh, we've got one over here. <laughs> so, Katya has very little respect for John, but tells him that their family deserves a place at the table. So, he says, like, oh, you know, our grandfather, he's an orphan, so can you have a grandfather? Now, is she part of this world as well? Is she- Yeah, sort of. So, she grew up in the same environment. She's had all the same training. Is so. she active in the world now, or is she someone that- got For the sake like of my plot, I'm going to say yes. Okay. So, in order to- pr- So, I was explaining why she feels like they deserve a place at the high table. Maybe she's like, oh, the representation sucks. There's not enough women at the high table, even though there's a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, in order to prove his loyalty to her, Katya forces John to brand himself, symbolising his promise to her. So, we see this in the trailer as well. Later, underneath the Eiffel Tower, John and Winston have a meeting with Vincent and the Harbinger. Also in attendance is Vincent's bodyguard, Chidi, and Kane. So, everyone's here, basically. <laughs> Since Vincent is confident in his victory, he accepts John's leadership challenge. The Harbinger explains that John and Vincent will have a duel to the death at sunrise, and if one of them doesn't show up in time, then the other wins by default, obviously. So, it's like, no contest, that, that person wins. So, if Vincent doesn't show up, John, you get the position. John, if you don't turn up, then things just remain exactly as they were before. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to have the duel. So, Vincent tells John, if you win, the table will honour its word. I will step down and you can take my place. I'll go without a fight. Wink, wink. Fingers crossed behind his back. <laughs> but Vincent secretly has no intention of dueling John and sends a bounty hunter known as Mr. Nobody after him to make sure that John never makes it to the duel safely. Mr. Noah Body. Yes. <laughs> Winston arranges a safe house for John, which is in a rundown old apartment building. You actually had that in your plot. There we go. John takes a few moments to relax. He kicks his feet up. He watches a couple of episodes of, um, I don't know. Potential spoilers podcast. That's not a TV show. He watches a couple of episodes of uh, The Last of Us. He cries. (laughs) And before he can get to the season finale, the building is suddenly raided by several armed goons, led by Mr. Nobody. As is standard in John Wick movies, John takes out a man with a knife and steals his gun. Now armed with incendiary rounds, John blasts Mr. Nobody's men one by one. So, you know what incendiary rounds are? Like exploding? Yeah, sort of like exploding, but they they cause you to burst into flames. Right, right, right. When you're shot. So, flaming rounds, basically. Sick. To really dumb it down. So, John has a brief gunfight with Mr. Nobody, but John is able to escape by the skin of his teeth by jumping out a window. Where he lands in a bush or something. Because he jumps out from the top story. How on earth would he survive that? He's survived that before, I know. Well, he's John Wick. Maybe there's a little trampoline down there. Maybe. Boing. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. A hay, uh, like a, you know, pile of hay. Yeah. Stack of hay. He does like an eagle screeches yeah. and it lands like spread eagle into the- uh, He lands spread eagle? <laughs> yeah. So, looking for further protection, John tracks down Vincent's rival, Killer, who is the head of the German high table. There you go. Killer is in a fancy nightclub in Paris and agrees to meet John in his office above the club. Now, I know I got these aura events all wrong, but, you know, this is the closest that I can do, you know, just judging from the trailer. At the meeting, 
Killer is revealed to be an overweight penguin-style mobster. It does sound like the penguin, the way you're describing it. And he's also it. wearing- Before then. He's wearing makeup as well to make him, like, look fat and overweight. Interesting. Interesting. Why is that interesting? Oh, I just, like, it's interesting. Because Scott Atkins, Very you know, similar. the guy who plays him, is known as being, like, a really thin buff guy. Right. And he looks completely different. Like, he's made up, like I said, basically just like the penguin in this movie. So, I just guess they just like the Batman. More grotesque? Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's not really going to have, like, a kung fu fight scene. They they're just they love including, like, action movie stars in this series, if you haven't noticed already. So, I guess this is just a way of including a really well-known action movie star. He was also in one of the Ip Man movies, I believe, with uh, Donnie Yen. Cool. Killer says that he absolutely wants to see Vincent go down, but he wants to take the position at the high table instead of John. John tells him that's impossible, and Killer calls in his collateral, Kane and Mr. Nobody. Neither Kane or Nobody trust Killer, but Killer has promised them John and a bunch of cash if they betray Vincent for him. So I just want to point out as well that Mr. Nobody has brought a vicious attack dog with him to the meeting. Do the dogs fight each other? There's only one dog. You said Mr. Nobody has a dog. Yeah. And John Wick has a dog. Yeah, at the Continental being uh, looked after by Charon, as I explained well, in may- detail at the start of maybe, the episode. Maybe, maybe the dog comes, comes to save him at the last minute. That'd be sick. Well, it's interesting you should say that. Just hold that thought. Since all the assassins at the table want to kill each other, Killer suggests that they play a hand of poker, with the winner deciding who gets to walk away alive. But Vincent and his bodyguard Sheedy burst into the room with a bunch of armed thugs, and all hell breaks loose. Kane and Mr. Nobody all blast Killer and have a fight against Killer's goons. Uh, The attack dog, by the way, (laughs) grabs a man by the nuts, as is standard from the last movie, I suppose. We love seeing that, so it's going to be great to see it again. Yep. John makes his way through the nightclub, killing Vincent's thugs as he goes. He goes, this is very similar to the first movie, but oh well, guess we can do it again. He throws axes into people's heads, and even though people are dropping dead right next to them, the party goers aren't bothered by the violence at all. They just keep dancing. (laughs) Outside, John grabs a motorbike and attempts to flee the scene, but he's rammed into by a goon in a muscle car and ends up clinging onto the bonnet of the speeding car. John shoots the goon through the windscreen and takes the car for himself. He, like, slips in. That wouldn't... Well, it's still, like... Driving, he jumps in, kicks the guy out like it's Indiana Jones. John leads the pursuing goons to the Arc de Triomphe, taking shots at them the whole time. So he's firing the gun out the the open door. John then jumps out of the car and starts fighting people on foot, because that's awesome. John narrowly avoids being blasted by some thugs with guns, who get slammed into by a speeding car, and John helpfully shoots at them (laughs) while they're (laughs) midair. That was so awesome in the trailer. It actually made me look forward to watching this movie. I wasn't looking forward to this movie until I saw the trailers, and I was like, actually looks like a fun time, to be honest. I'm not looking forward to predicting it, but it looks like a fun movie to watch. So I am kind of keen for this one. Yeah. Hopefully it lives up. Cheaty appears, so he's um, Vincent's bodyguard, by the way, just for a bit of a refresher, and he and John fight. John runs out of bullets, and so he has to take Cheaty on hand-to-hand. But Chidi hasn't run out of bullets, and he has John dead to rights. But before he can shoot John, Mr. Nobody's attack dog appears again and bites Chidi's arm. And then John has a moment to make friends with the dog, because, you know, he loves dogs. Yeah, of course. And dogs love him. Yeah, that's right. So, the attack dog doesn't attack John, and why that is, we'll find out in a second. So, Mr. Nobody has now turned on Vincent and decides to let John go, because he's a fellow dog lover, I guess. (laughs) But unfortunately for Mr. Nobody, he is later killed by Vincent for his betrayal. Now, it's at this point in my notes where I got sick of writing it, so I just really started, like, it was like at the point where Matty D just gave up and started making up the plot off the top of his head. I really got sick of putting in all the details, so I just really dumbed everything down. So, with only an hour or so left before dawn, John has to make it to the location of the duel, but John finds that the only way is blocked by several armed thugs. John fights his way up a long flight of steps, sending several dead bodies tumbling down as he goes. As dawn breaks, we see that the assassin organization has a cute little radio station inside the Eiffel Tower itself. And just like in The Warriors, and just like in Matty D's plot, they dedicate a song to John as he runs through Paris. 
Nowhere to run, baby. It'll be great. It's going to be the song that plays over the action as well. I hope so. Vincent is waiting at the dual location with the Harbinger, Kane, and Winston. Vincent is looking all smug since he's sure that John won't show up. But John appears right in time, all out of breath, and Vincent's face drops. He's like, oh, man. The Harbinger opens up a box with two combat pistols and tell them that they're going to have an old-fashioned pistol duel. So they stand back to back, just like the that scene in The Man with the Golden Gun. Mm-hmm. They walk ten paces. Vincent attempts to cheat at the duel. So maybe at nine, he spins around to go shoot John. But John is too quick for him and shoots him dead. Wow. He's dead. Yep, he's dead. John forgives Kane and allows him to leave unmolested. So he's like, Kane, no hard feelings. Look, now I'm on the high table. I'm going to leave you alone, even though you tried to kill me several times. Kane's like, yep, thanks very much, buddy. See you later. So just out of the goodness of his own heart? Well, there's no reason to kill John now. And John has really no grudge against him, so... And they were friends, you said. Yeah, that's right. So he's just like, you can leave. Let that be a lesson to you. Don't come (laughs) after me again. So John becomes a member of the high table and gives Winston back his job and then abdicates, allowing his sister to take his position. Yeah, that makes sense because he doesn't want to do the high table stuff. So that's right. It was just like in Yakuza. So the same thing happens in one of the Yakuza games. Spoilers for that game, whichever one that may be. (laughs) So the main character becomes the head of the Yakuza only to immediately like abdicate the position. John then walks off into the sunset, leaving the door completely open for yet another sequel. And that is my John Wick chapter four. Not Parabellum plot. Not Parabellum. Cool. Just Bellum. Just straight Bellum. John Wick Chapter 4, Bellum. Bellum. <laughs> cool. There we go. A little bit longer than yours. A little bit longer. But I still got in under time. Nice still nice work. Nice work. How'd you feel about it? Um, I'm somewhat confident. I'm about 80% confident. I just tried to squeeze everything I saw in the trailer. Uh-huh. But I know that I'm not right. I know that I'm not 100% right. Yeah. Because w- there's no way that I could be 100% right. It's just too complicated, and there's no way that I got the order of events right either. Yeah, well, the order of events- doesn't, doesn't really make sense. Yeah, the order of events could be anything, right? That's right. And also, the characters' relationships with each other, I have no idea about. And, you know, the reasoning why John is doing stuff, I have no idea about either. So, I guess we'll find out right now when we go and see the movie. Let's go watch it. We should. So, before we wrap it up for another week, do you, the dear listener, have any ideas of what you think is going to happen in John Wick Chapter 4? I mean, you don't need to. You can come up with a prediction if you want, but it's in cinemas right now, so just go watch the movie. You don't have to imagine what's going to happen in the movie. You can just go see it. Yeah, or tell us what you wanted to happen in John Wick. Yeah. Are you happy or disappointed? What were you expecting to see in this movie that didn't happen? Were you expecting a Nazi worm to show up? Yes. A Nazi caterpillar, I should say. And it didn't actually happen. So, you can let us know in several places. Where can they let us know, Matty D? So, they can comment on our Podbean site, first and foremost. Sure. There's a, there's a different way of doing that now, right? Yeah, through the Podbean app, you can leave a comment on the episode page. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. That's all correct. So, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And of course, as is standard, we're returning to the world of actual spoilers, where we go back and review a movie that we've predicted in the past and see how close we got to calling what happened in the movie. And, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, we're in for a doozy. Yes. So, next week, we're looking at how well we did predicting the plot of Army of the Dead which was a movie we were both looking forward to watching it. <laughs> we were looking we were looking so forward to this one. Yes, um, and then you'll have to find out what happened. <laughs> did we predict a romance? Yeah, did we? It was something be romance. Yeah, it's something we teamed up to predict the plot of. So yeah, you're going to find out if both Maddie D and I were able to work out what happened in the movie. Oh boy. I can't wait for that one to be honest. Not looking forward to rewatching the movie. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the conversation. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll have to watch that movie again, but yeah. You know, it's what we do. It's the that's what we do. We, we hold on to. We're like Atlas holding up the, way, the way to the world. That's exactly what we are. Or we're like the guy that pushes the rock up the hill and the, the, <laughs> the rock comes down the other side. Yes. In, uh, in uh, the underworld. <laughs> that's right. So until we return to talk about Army of the Dead. We'll see you then. Good evening, Mr. Wick. Good evening. How may I be of service? He's a doctor. Yes, sir. 24-7. Send him up, please. Yes, sir. How good's your laundry? I'm sorry to say that no one's that good. No. I thought not. May I suggest a drink, sir? Bourbon, perhaps. That sounds perfect. Perfect.